0: Hey, everyone. You're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornson, owner of Jack's 47 Mobile Bar. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today is a little bit different. We actually have Mikey Harris, who is one of our clients. He's getting married in september at the vineyard at betty's creek mikey thanks so much for joining me on the podcast thanks for having me bryce this is awesome yeah i thought it would be good to get a you know throw everyone a curveball by having a, a groom on here to talk about his experience you don't hear from grooms that that much i feel like a lot of the marketing is very bridal centric um so having someone who you know Having a role that doesn't get all the, the attention is <laughs> going to be, be fun to kind of chat about your experience planning this wedding and, you know, kind of uh, just, yeah, different perspective on things. It'll definitely be fun. We've had plenty of curveballs certainly planning this wedding, so let's <laughs> throw them a curveball for sure. Exactly. So you live up in uh, Connecticut now, right? You're, uh, you're born and raised in that area in, the, in New York. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I've um, yeah, raised since I was two in New York, in uh, northern Westchester County, and um, back and forth between Danbury and New York, across New York state lines, and, but always been in this area, love this area, and very happy to call it home. So I'm curious, what made you decide to get married in western North Carolina? Uh, so my fiance, Mallory, is from uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Um, when we started seeing each other, we were, she was in Greenville, South Carolina, but we met up here in Hudson Valley at the Corner Institute of America, where we were both students, Um, She was in a baking pastry program and I was in a culinary arts program. Um, We stayed friends for many years and then uh, years later we didn't reconnect but we connected on a different level. Um, (laughs) I went down to go visit her and spend some time together and uh, we came back and forth between New York and South Carolina and one of the first times we spent a weekend together down there we actually went hiking uh, through the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, it was an awesome day, got a little lost in the car, uh, got a little lost in the trail maybe, but had a great day together. Um, and lo and behold, we actually just discovered a few weeks ago that the place we're actually hiking in the blue Ridge was actually, uh, part of silver near Silva, uh, North Carolina. So it was funny that that ended up being our wedding destination because it was the Bettis Creek has a beautiful view of the mountains, which means a lot to us. And it's very significant to us um as well as being a vineyard i uh, spent time we actually both spent time in california she was in carmel by the sea and i was in napa uh working on a wine vineyard and actually the vineyard that the, or the grapes that are grown at betty's creek are uh transferred up to a vineyard in napa valley and i've been to that vineyard before so there's a lot of connections um in our personal lives to the vineyard of betty's creek so it's been a cool place to have it all come together to officially start our lives together down there
0: yeah, no, I like that. That's a lot of stories woven together. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, it's great. I'm glad we're talking and I'm learning this. It's always fun to, fun to hear those connections. Um, yeah, it's a great venue, beautiful views, and they usually rent it out for the weekend,
1: right? So you got it for both Friday and Saturday. Correct. We and... were there Thursday through Sunday, actually. So it's awesome. Oh, okay. Okay. Our whole families can all stay together in one place for a few days, which is important to us. So yes. Yeah. I love yeah. that because they do have on-site lodging, right? Absolutely. Yep. So they have an on-site lodge for our parents and our siblings to all stay together and then um, a little cabin for us to stay together. Um, So it's nice to have everybody together for a few days, not have to go anywhere, not have to take cars back and forth from venues and all that jazz. So that was important to us is for all of us to stay together and enjoy the weekend together. For sure. Yeah, I think
0: that's something that people often overlook is the transportation and lodging. And they say, oh, we'll just get Ubers or whatever. I'm like, no, you can't get in Waynesville <laughs> and Silva. <laughs> yeah. It used to be hard to get an Uber up in the mountains that wants to get go up there in the first place, let alone do it two days in a row, right? And so a lot of people end up having to buy, or not buy, but rent shuttle services, which can be in the thousands of dollars. And so having a venue that has that on-site component of, of lodging, uh, where everyone can stay and hang out, I think is, is great, not only from a logistical point of view, but as you said, bringing the two families together, being able to spend that quality time rather than being separated a lot, I think is a really, can be a really special thing depending on how, how much you like your you know
1: new in-laws. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm very fortunate that we both like our new future yes. in-laws. It all worked out for the better, both logistically and big picture, having the families together is all good.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned that uh, you went to culinary school, that she was in the baking slash pastries program. Um, are you still on those career
1: paths today? Um, Between both of us, in and out. So I'm currently a chef at a school up here um, in New York. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a residential program school for the students with uh, special needs, um, behavioral. Um, So it's a fun challenge to work with students, um, but I love it. And Mallory has been in and out of uh, different baking programs and two kitchens and managing kitchens and creating programs and entrepreneurship programs um, around baking and culinary. Um, and now she does some other office work from home, which has been great to, since she made the move up here from South Carolina up to the New York, Connecticut region. Um, and then because of this lovely pandemic we're in, it's all worked out to be able to keep good jobs up here together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, the reason I ask is because, obviously food and beverage and the cake, you know, those are big parts of a wedding. So I'm, so how did that, how has that influenced you when choosing vendors like the caterer or the cake baker?
1: Uh, hospitality is huge. That's our biggest thing um, is to have, of course, we wanted to have a beautiful picture-perfect wedding and all of our friends and family there, which is a large group to begin with. But when it came down to it, it was very important for all of us to sharing a good quality meal um, that supported local businesses and supported local agriculture, um, have local cocktails, local drinks, to support more local business, um, and get the real feel of being in the region that we're in because that's why we want to be married down there and be able to feature all that, those components in our wedding um, and have everybody together to sit around a table um, and share, share those drinks, share those toasts, share those beverages, um, share those meals together. Um, that's what matters a lot to us Next to, of course, making vows and commitments to each other. Uh, <laughs> next up is definitely the yeah. hospitality aspect of it. So that's been huge and very important for our planning and very exciting to plan also. So who did you end up choosing for the caterer? Um, so we have, I believe their name is Hayward Smokehouse. Hayward Smokehouse is Friday okay. night. We're um, doing a buffet kind of style barbecue for the rehearsal dinner um, just to have everybody together and do a quick run through the ceremony and have everyone hang out, relax, and kick the weekend off. Um, and then for Saturday night for the wedding reception, we have uh, Black Eyed Susan, which was highly recommended to us. Um, and it's been great working with Cynthia because she's come back and forth with many different menu options. Um, but a lot of them are featuring uh, local uh, seasonal produce, which is huge to us, mm-hmm. um, as well as good quality foods. Um, we are both love to have veg- vegetable-focused meals, um, so we're not – vegetarian we love our meats we love our smoked meats we love our fried chicken so that's on the menu as well um but to be able to have a wide variety of good quality foods um and we know that it's coming from local sources and it's seasonal and it's unique to that area uh meant a lot to us for the menu planning
0: yeah that i'm kind of the same way i I like i like meat to be more of either uh like like a touch on a dish or i mean i don't get me wrong i love a good you know bone-in ribeye but um having just a little bit like i you know for some meals i'll just have like a greek salad i'll put a little bit of uh you know some sort of cured meat in it just to kind of add that but um i like where you're coming from uh on that side of things and then obviously we're the bar service jack's 47 uh and so we're gonna do some some really tasty you know signature cocktails for you guys local beers and such um but I don't think we we didn't get a chance to do a tasting like we normally do with clients. Um, no,
1: unfortunately not. Not yeah. yet. Maybe after the wedding, we'll come back down and do something <laughs> after what we tasted at the wedding.
0: Well, we can. Well, uh, what I might do is send you our recipe so that you could make it and be like, oh, yeah, that's on point. You know, um, gotcha. that'd
1: be cool. Absolutely.
0: Because one of the things we do is when when people come in for tastings, we'll kind of adjust the ratios as need be. So... I had one client that, you know, this couple had really dry palates. And so I made my drink standard as I would. And they're like, no, too sweet. And I'm like, okay, like <laughs> I grew up in California. I don't have a sweet tooth like they do down in the South sometimes. Yeah. So, um, so so it's just a nice way to confirm mm-hmm. that what we're going to put on is going to be uh, delicious and to your liking. Um, yeah, sure. So So tell me more about the planning from afar. You know, have you done... Have you done – because you came down here to see the venue, obviously. That was, what, last year at some point?
1: Uh, yeah, I think this past fall. Yeah, yeah. fall. So you um, saw the yep. venue,
0: but you didn't get to meet any other vendors in person. Everything's been over the phone. Is that right?
1: Correct. Everything's been over the phone and Zooming and conference calls and emails. Um, Mallory got down there one other time this spring, uh, and she met a couple vendors, our wedding planner, Allison Taylor, um, our oh, yeah. florist and uh, designer, Anna. Um, from sorry I forget the name of her company but I definitely want to give her vendor out there because she's been huge to help us Anna Stofer from uh, Urban Petals she's been awesome Um, so she and Mallory and her mom have met with her and worked with her a bunch Um, and she's also been really cool to uh, help our theme of or not theme, but our inspiration of uh, produce and food driven. So like the centerpieces for the tables are some baskets of fresh produce and has some greenery up and down the table, um, which is important to us also. Um, So Mallory's met some of the vendors and then yeah, you're right, just emailing and zooming and conference calls and all that back and forth. So let's I
0: always want to find out who I'm, uh, you know, who we're working with. (laughs) Who's the DJ at the
1: wedding? Do you have a DJ? Uh, we do not have a DJ. We okay. had a band planned, um, and then we've had to cut back on the band. Um, mm-hmm. One of Mallory's good friends uh, from school, is uh, he's a guitarist and an amazing artist, uh, Nathan Devons Fox. Um, so he'll be playing some mer- music during the ceremony. Sweet. And then he has a friend that has a band, and they'll probably be playing during the reception a little bit. So that was a change that just happened this past week. Okay. Um, but we're excited that it'll be our good friends are being a part of the ceremony as well. Um, and then help us get through the reception and have a good time. So that's awesome. So you're going to have, so they're going to be playing
0: uh, like, are they, do they do covers? Do they have their own stuff? Like how's that going to work from a, a
1: set list kind of perspective? Um, that's still evolving in these last couple of days as we've been talking about it and deciding uh, this change. Um, but they are their local band. Um, they're Asheville based. I think their name is Jackson Grimm. Um, and uh, they play some local music with uh, some banjos and guitars and stuff like that. So they might do a couple covers for us um, for like our first dance or mm-hmm. father and bride and um, groom and mother of the groom dances. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, they'll just play their own stuff and they'll be awesome to have in the background and create that environment, that feel that we want of being up in the mountains and kind of low key, laid back, enjoying each other's company. So they'll be good yeah. to have.
0: that's awesome no i love i love the touch of the live music always a nice
1: nice thing to have
0: yeah Um, and then you said allison taylor's your wedding planner she's been on the podcast before Um, and then anna is the is the florals
1: doing the florals urban petals is that right correct and she's been doing our florals and then she when we met her and spoke or mallory met her and talked to her more and more we realized she does a lot more than just flowers so she's helped us with our rentals and with Allison and designing our, uh, place settings and designing the, um, some tapestry and stuff that we've had around. So she's been doing a lot, a lot more than just flowers, which is awesome to have her oh, down right there. Up. Um, her and Allison, I think have been great, especially us be- both being up here and not being able to get back down there before the wedding. They've mm-hmm. kind of been our eyes and ears for the venue and for the area and for getting everything together in person. So it's been great to have them to work with for those aspects of the wedding.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you need all the help you can get when you're planning from afar. Absolutely. Um, In regards to all these different vendors and the responsibilities that, you know, related to planning a wedding, how did you and Mallory split that up? Was it kind of like you collaborated on every decision or was it like, I'll take care of
1: this, you take care of that? Um, It kind of just naturally evolved. Um, We both had things that were, not that anything was less important to us, but things that we were more interested in Doing ourselves, so I was obviously very much so into the catering and into the beverage component, Um, and she was really big into the floral arrangements, the design aspect, and kind of the theme throughout the weekend. Um, So that kind of just said, "Okay, we'll take care. I'll take care of uh, food and beverage. You take care of the flowers and designs and everything else that goes with that." Um, But then we both talked to each other about it, so we both made decisions together. We both planned it together. We both taken our thoughts and interest and in ideas and our passions together. Um, and then we come back, it's more so one or the other one will reach out to, to the specific vendor and be the one emailing and calling and stuff. But then we come back and collaborate together, um, which is awesome. It's been a lot of fun to do together since it's there's so much interest to both of us um, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. in the hospitality industry. So it's been cool to do it all together. Yeah. 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 It's
0: I was, always, I'm always curious how that works out, you know, cause a lot of people assume like, Oh, the, you know, maybe uh, if there is a groom, right? Cause there's not always a groom, <laughs> but if there is a groom, he'll take care of the bar. And I'm like, I usually don't talk to the grooms. I usually talk to the brides. If there's, as I said, if there is a bride and a groom. Um, so it's been interesting to to talk to you because I, I think out of the past, you know, the, I think the hundred, whatever, something weddings I've booked, I've only talked to th- like three grooms. It's all, but all been like father of the groom, bride, mother of the groom. So anyway yeah. that's, that's, um. it's interesting to see that because a lot of people assume things and it's like, nope, usually, yeah, usually the, the bride's contacting me uh, yeah no
1: it's been fun and we both we both planned a lot of events also for um, personal events for charities and fundraisers and both for work and our jobs and stuff like that we've planned events for hundreds of people and big meals and stuff, um, so it's been fun to get to do that, but for ourselves this time,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely um the the wedding is a month away. I think this might be published either the week before or the week after, which is funny. So um, you have had to decrease your guest count by quite a bit, right? We were originally looking at maybe, was it 150? I feel like we were at 150. It was, it
1: was more up, so it was more like 250.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, we were about, yeah, we were about third, to max yeah, out
1: Betty's Creek. Yeah.
0: So that's a big jump because now we're looking at around 50 guests.
1: Is that right? Uh, yeah, now we're looking at probably closer to 35 guests or so, and then a few vendors.
0: So this is really the, it's really just the family and what, like your, your groomsmen, best friends, how, do, how does that work out? When you have to narrow it down from two hundred and fifty all the way down to 35?
1: It's interesting cause we're still working it out. Um, so it was important for us to have everybody together in one space and share that meal and share that time, that celebration together. So we had the option to have more people, but they're kind of going to spread out around the property. Um, but it was important to us to have our, to be able to look up and see all of our friends and family's faces that are with us for that evening mm-hmm. um, to share that meal with. So we made the choice to shrink it down to about 25, 35 people. So we can all fit in that one pavilion there, at Betty's Creek. Um, so it's our immediate family of her parents and her grandmother and her siblings, mm-hmm. uh, my immediate family of my mom and my sibling, Um, And my two nephews. Um, And then one of her good friends is our officiant. Another one of her good friends is playing some ceremony music. Uh, Some good friends that I grew up with that are like family to me are in from Chicago and they're doing a reading. Uh, Another friend is doing a reading. And then we had, um, we had parties. We had, she had a bridesmaids on our groomsmen. Um, It was actually, it was pretty cool and we're looking forward to it because we had both men and women on both sides. Um, We decided not to just pick, who's in a dress is on the bride side and who's in a suit in the groom side. We said, who's the most important people that we want by our side, um, whether it's male or female, our brother or sister, or best friend, girlfriend, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. So we each had a couple guys and girls on both sides. Um, but with the smaller crowd, we decided to only have our maid of honor, our best man stand up because otherwise all of our guests would pretty much be standing up and there would be <laughs> one in the audience. Yeah. Um, so it's just our maid of honor, which is her sister and my best man, who's my best friend from home. Um, We'll be standing up next to us, and there's still some travel restrictions between New York and North Carolina, so we're still waiting to see if everybody can make Uh, it. Um, We may not find out for a week or so before the wedding whether or not they're all going to be able to attend, but we'll make it work as we get there.
0: Are you saying that they're not letting you leave New York, or I I just haven't kept up with those restrictions, but what's the – So there's a travel
1: ban of uh, quarantining when you come back from – any of the 41 states that are on the list and north uh, carolina is one of the states so you have to do a 14-day quarantine when you arrive back to new york or connecticut or wherever you are up here so that's pretty tough for a lot of people from my side coming from up here going down there and then coming back again to be able to uh quarantine back home and figure out what their work schedule is and figure out taking care of their children and travel restrictions and all that jazz i factoring in quarantine so that's been yeah. a been a challenge. It's kind
0: of yeah. When they're when you they come back and you have to lock down for two weeks and you have a job, that doesn't really work. For yeah, anyone. not so much. <laughs> Yikes. Um, well, I like the idea that it's going to be intimate and you know small. I think that gives, as we talked about kind of earlier, a chance for you to interact with them more. So especially because they're on site, you know, it's going to be a really intentional day. Um, I, I try to remind some people that if you do have one hundred and fifty, two hundred guests and you just see everyone for the reception, you're pretty much just saying hi to people the whole time. Like, you yeah. don't. <laughs> that's all, all yeah. you're doing is going from table to table. And by the time it's over, it's like, I think that's why people say, oh, the wedding just flew by because most weddings pre, um, you know, pre COVID were in the 150 200 person range, you know, that was kind of our we did a lot around 125. I think that was like a big common number for us. But now it's like, yeah, 25 we got an inquiry for a backyard wedding of 20 or 15 people oh, wow. um, and you know i did a i did a couple of backyard weddings of around 100 but those were backyard a lot of the venues they just can't they can't legally allow that to happen so yeah it's been interesting to see how everyone's kind of uh yeah kind of shifted in regards to their their guest count
1: um absolutely and it's been interesting working with vendors because they are you guys are running your own business and you guys are hit with hard times, just like the rest of the country has been. So you guys, a lot of vendors have their minimums. They have to meet for prices and they have their set plans for set group sizes and set layouts and all that stuff. So it's been a lot of back and forth with, we think we have a signed contract and we're all set. We have a deposit. We're good to go. And then next month, Oh, we just lost a hundred guests. Can we redo the contract and reconfigure the space and do whatever. So it's been, it's been interesting for the varying size
0: group size. Have you lost any of the vendors? Have any of them said, oh, we
1: can't do this anymore for whatever reason? Um, we haven't completely lost any. The biggest trick so far has been the band um, because they were, I think it was a seven-person band, maybe, um, and we just didn't think that we needed that large scale of a band for such a smaller yeah. uh, celebration. So, but So we worked out a deal with them that they... We have to use them in the next like year or so, um, but we just won't use them at the actual wedding. So, hopefully, when things get better next year or something like that, we can have a big party with them in a year from now or something. Um, The caterer originally we're going to use them Friday and Saturday, um, but we just couldn't meet their minimum twice in one weekend, so we're just using them Saturday. But we're still excited to be able to use them and work with them. Um, And then I think like our wedding planner Allison, she of course has been great and flexible with everything. Yeah. um Anna the designer has been she's changed her plans many times um to accommodate having a large ceremony and this whole large celebration to cover the whole wedding um to just the few of us in one space um so she's been super flexible you've of course been awesome going back and forth with we were going to have i think two or three bartenders and the whole setup and the wine bar and all that jazz and yeah now it's going to be you and um but it's gonna be awesome and so we've been very fortunate that most of our vendors we can still keep them as we plan just a little smaller scale
0: yeah yeah definitely um it's yeah it's it's i think you realize the importance of a wedding planner during times like these right because yeah. i you know and when i started this to be totally honest i was like i don't see what they do i don't really understand the importance you know and because I, I was just being honest and then I did a wedding where you know a few things went wrong, and I'm like, oh, a wedding planner would have, you know, made that happen. They would have fixed it. They would have figured it out. Um, and the wedding still went went great. It didn't. It wasn't a bad wedding. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I just I'm like, oh, that's why you have a wedding planner. So especially during times like this, when there needs to be so much reorientation of vendors and the planning and the setup, uh, you know, I think that's yeah, that's pretty pretty useful to have uh. for sure
1: and Mallory and I think when we first started part of we I think we knew we needed a wedding planner but both of us were kind of like we've done events for three hundred people before like mm-hmm. it can't be that hard we can handle it we can do it and we were excited to do it and we still have done a lot of it but certainly one of the first things we did was interview and uh, hire a wedding planner and actually her mom and I did mostly interviewing um, for wedding planners to figure out who kind of met our vision the best and who seemed the best to work with Um, and Mallory actually didn't even meet the wedding planner until after we already had talked to her and hired her. But then when Mallory went down uh, a few months back with her mom, they actually met the wedding planner, met Allison. So Mm -hmm. it was, uh, it's cool that that was again, something that somehow her and I split up the planning, but it all just kind of naturally worked out. Um, so it was fun to work with Allison and talk to her and hire her. And then Mallory's had a good time working with her. She actually just emailed us, Allison just emailed us right now. (laughs) Um, and then also having, uh, Tracy from the Vineyard Betty's Creek, she's been super flexible. And I was kind of in my head, I was like, do we need a wedding planner? And then there's a planner from the venue also. And there's just so many other people, but Tracy has been great to communicate with, especially as it's also changed. And they have obviously a huge wedding venue and they've had to adapt and say, okay, how do we host hundreds of people during a pandemic, um, and shrinking size and still accommodating wedding groups. So she's been great to work with as well.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I like I like Tracy, I like Allison. They're very uh, professional and do a great job. Um, something that just popped in my head is that how did you make all these decisions with vendors? Because there's so many out there. <laughs> I know it's a big question, but like let me let me kind of prime you on that. So, you know, did you go to the Knot or Wedding Wire, like one of those marketplaces? Did you search the term in Google saying you know caterer Silva or caterer Asheville? Uh, Or did you take recommendations from the venue and the vendor, uh, the planner? Because I think those are kind of the three main routes of choosing vendors.
1: Um, So it was a lot of kind of all of the above. Um, So definitely once we met uh, Tracy Betty's Creek and we decided that was definitely the place we wanted to be at, um, we took a lot of her recommendations or we asked a lot of her recommendations because we wanted to make sure that those people that have worked together and have experience working together and history working together, and they know that they get along well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were very interested in her recommendations. Um, we then we researched a bunch of those that she recommended, um, and then another friend of Mallory's family friend uh, Hannah Chilog, or Chilog was um she used to be the contributor or editor for mm-hmm. um, Actual, Actual Wedding okay. Guide. Yeah, there yeah, you go you know her. Um, so. She was obviously a lot of help. Um, she recommended uh, she recommended a lot of venues, actually, to start with and helped us find Betty's Creek, I believe. And then she helped us kind of narrow down some vendors also since we started going. Um, and then Allison was, I believe, recommended by Tracy. Um, we had a few other recommendations. Um, so I called all the uh, different uh, planners and day of coordinators and such that were recommended to us. Allison and I just seemed to get along the best, and that's kind of – something that we looked for in all of our vendors was the communication was huge between all of us, but then also kind of who would help us get our vision the best. Um, so there could be people that they ran great businesses. They had great products. Um, they had really impressive pictures on their Instagram, but you'd talk to them and you feel like you were talking to a robot and they're saying the same script. They tell every couple, Um, or they were talking about a wedding that didn't seem like the kind of wedding you wanted. Um, and it didn't seem like very understanding what your dream was and what your vision was. So those, it was kind of more by process elimination. I was like, Nope, you sound really great. Best of luck with your business, but I don't really want to, we're not going to work together. Um, and Allison is a volunteer firefighter like myself and she is a German shepherd that I love and she's got a great story and great history and she seemed like she did great events and she has an experience with Betty's Creek um so it just kind of seemed like a natural fit together um and then once we had her we knew we were in good hands and we had a good uh captain for our ship and then she helped us find more people and it was the same thing with finding vendors like yourself it was something that we really wanted to try and make this experience as unique and special and specific to mallory and i um for our wedding so we didn't want typical catering, typical bar service, typical flower bouquets in the middle of everything. We really wanted something that was unique to the area um, and really crafty and really stood out to us. Um, So that's why we're excited once I think Tracy recommended you actually um, to have services such as yourselves and then to be able to talk to the vendors and say, you know, these are really cool people that are local from the area and they're going to help us get our vision of what we want. Um, And that's exactly how we got those vendors that we got
0: interesting I, i'm I'm always curious how people find out about obviously our business but any vendor and I really like that you said that about the script and being robotic because <laughs> I think some vendors like they just get I don't know if they get jaded or whatever but uh, you know it's it can be a tough business I get it um, but I think some of them maybe just like give up at, a, at some point they're like I'm just gonna read from the script <laughs> you know yeah. so I think uh, this is great I hope vendors are listening to this yeah. and thinking about how they come off on the phone, right? Because that's your—that's the first point of contact usually. I mean, I, that's what I do. If I get an inquiry, I set up a phone call. I'm like, let's just figure it out. Really, you know, it's, it takes 15 yep. minutes, 20 minutes to talk, talk it out. And uh, usually we can we can both get a sense of it's if it's a good fit. I've had some couples that I've talked to. This was like last year. I remember one in particular. And she's just not asking any questions. I feel like I'm <laughs> like almost on a script. And in the end, I'm like, I don't think she even wants to get married or have this or have a bar. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter. her. <laughs> yeah. So something that I started thinking about is asking people, you know, oh, like what's, you know, what kind of vibe are you going for? How important is the bar service to you? Questions that will help me understand if they even want to, to have us in the first place, you know, because sometimes a lot of people just have that shotgun approach and they uh, reach out to a bunch of vendors and um, the ones that I feel like are the most successful events are the ones where they deliberately seek out either us or a different vendor you know um instead of stealing a role it's like no we want we want that uh yeah because you know each vendor puts off a different vibe so um so you're yeah we're we're a month away today is the 18th getting married on the 19th of september (laughs) it's it's uh yeah that's uh, it's gonna come before you know it i feel like tomorrow it'll be it'll be the rehearsal dinner um i I wish we're excited (laughs) (laughs) i don't talk i don't talk to uh my couples a lot about this but are you guys what's the deal with the honeymoon are you gonna delay it because of the the coronavirus and the pandemic are you going to do something small local or not small but like you know local um what's your what's your take on all
1: that um well in keeping with planning a wedding during pandemic times, um, very flexible and very fluid with our plans. Um, so we've had to cancel and change a lot of things. Um, so like a lot of the wedding showers we had all got canceled a lot of trips to come down and see vendors and stuff like that got canceled. Um, so the honeymoon was something that we never formally planned because we were really into the wedding planning at first. And then we're going to kind of think about honeymoon after, and then as all this, um, Coronavirus kind of ramped up. We obviously hold, held off from the honeymoon some more. Um, so we're kind of trying, we're making a bigger trip out of being down there for the wedding as part of a kind of a treat to ourselves. So we'll be down there for a couple weeks. Um, we will be at her family's house in Columbia first and then come up to Silva. Um, and then maybe Mallory and I might spend a night or two on our own um, in Nashville or somewhere around there um, after the wedding. And then maybe go out to her family has a place in Charleston um, so maybe go out there for a few days after the wedding to kind of catch our breath and enjoy the moment together. Um, yeah. so that'll kind of be a very quick immediate honeymoon. Um, and then there's a place up here in the Hudson Valley called Mohawk Mo- Mountain House. Um, that's an old lodge and cabin on a lake up here and, um, the outsides of the Catskills. Um, so we might do a quick weekend trip up here in the fall just to kind of get away and mm-hmm. recognize being together. Um, But for the most part, probably no honeymoon in the near future, maybe down the road next year or something like that. um, We'll look to plan something or maybe just do a big family trip and call it a honeymoon. But (laughs) we'll see. We're excited to honeymoon or not. We're excited to get on to make that commitment and start our lives together officially. And then down the road comes houses and families and all that jazz. So we're excited for all that to come. And if a honeymoon works out, that's great. And if not, we'll make a trip happen eventually somehow.
0: Yeah, well, I love that idea of extending the your your trip down here. Uh, I I just was talking to one of my couples who's getting married outside of Charleston. As you know, we serve that market as well, and um, I'm gonna yeah, so I'm gonna be down in Charleston a few days before your wedding to uh, do a tasting with them. So um, I love it down there. I think you guys would have a great time. You know, yeah, going absolutely. Going out in Charleston, it's a, you know, it's a fun, really fun town. So. Mikey, thank you so much for joining me on Pistons and Prosecco. Really appreciate you uh, doing this. I know it's a little bit early for (laughs) for us, Um, but it means a lot to me to get, you know, different perspective on here. I love all my wedding vendor interviews, but I wanted to have, you know, more of a uh, client kind of showcasing their experience getting married uh, down here in Western North Carolina. So really appreciate your time and uh, looking forward to meeting you in person in just a few weeks.
1: Absolutely, right back at you, but I really appreciate your time and all you've done as a vendor. And like I've said, Mallory and I are both really interested in businesses down there and supporting our local business down there. And you guys, vendors like yourself have been awesome to work with. Um so really excited to meet you guys in person, have a great celebration together. And Mallory and I are very excited to make those vows and it to each other and start our lives together and have the support of you guys alongside us. So we look forward to it. Right on, man. Thanks. Thanks again. Thanks a lot. We'll see you in a few weeks.